Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the summer of 1994, a group of majestic agents set out on a mission to a lost pyramid in the Yucatan. They follow orders from a mysterious entity in order to avert the end of the world. Join Lee Jarvis, an NRO Delta agent played by Becca, and Adam as the handler in Pathways to Darkness, a Delta Green scenario created by Melonbread. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. There you can find up-to-date news and a link to our Discord. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. You, Tombs, and Abraham start to descend the staircase of this temple. You're currently completely engulfed in darkness, save for the flashlights that you have, which are working pretty well. You see the light from the end of your rifle kind of reflects and bounces off of these tomb temple corridors, this ancient stone that completely lines this place in a almost labyrinth. As you're going down this very long staircase, it's very tight on both sides. So there's just enough room for the three of you to like maybe be double file and in one person behind. Like there's not enough room for the three of you to stand side by side going down. It's this very tight squeeze. So you find that it's almost more natural to go down in like a single file manner. And you're all very close to each other in this moment. And you can kind of smell the sweat and the fear coming from Abraham. So how I imagine this line being is Lee's up front and he kind of, as we're descending, just looks back at Tombs, who's right behind him, saying, you let me know when I need to know something. Because he doesn't know what the GPS tracker thing, like he definitely got the impression that it was, it does more than what a GPS should be able to do, especially at this point in time. But he's not even going to ask questions. Just let me know when I need to know something. And then Abraham bringing up the rear. And this device that he's holding is a lot more primitive than like GPS that we're accustomed to. It's kind of more like a fish finder type thing. If you've ever seen on like an old boat, they used to have those like electronic fish finder things. And it does some something where it kind of like maybe can read like the depth of the water that you're in or something. So you know that maybe he's using it to try to figure out how deep you are or how deep you're going. It doesn't give you like, oh, you're getting warmer, 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 like keep going, you're going in the right direction, anything like that. And you know that it is completely foreign, like computer stuff that he's just analyzing and and reading. And it's maybe like temperature readings and something like that. But either way, you're trusting that he's competent with this device and that he's going to use it to lead you in the right direction. You're hoping that. Abraham, you feel, is just not trusting Tombs still. You just see the, the... small arguments that keep arising. And Abraham doesn't act that way with you. He trusts you. You're the boss. You're the captain. 
he always calls you boss and it's more of like a friendly thing it's more of like a in a playful way not in like a sir yes sir kind of way but he does call you the boss if there is bickering as we're going down this hall like shh lee will put a stop to it pretty much immediately because we're in hostile territory and I do not want something to find us based off of the two of them bickering over stupid stuff. And you get to the very end of the stairs and you begin to see this opening. It opens up into this larger room. It's like a oval shaped room. And you can see that it goes out several hundred feet ahead of you. And you can basically see all the way to the, all the way to where a door is right in the very middle of this. And on both sides, there's these corridors that kind of wind around into these separate hallways, kind of. I'm just trying to get a a good understanding. So you said it was a large oval room, but halfway through, so about 50 feet in, there's a door? Okay, yeah. So it's this large oval room. And you can see all the way to like the very back of this room. There's like a doorway that's going into another area, presumably, but you can't see through the doorway. It's not an actual door. It's just a dark entrance or a dark opening. And then you can kind of see that around this room, there's these two separate corridors that are kind of dug into the, dug into the walls, basically. And they're like these winding hallways that kind of disappear behind the room. They, they seem to both, and you're not sure, maybe they both lead into the same area or maybe they actually lead out into separate directions. They're just these two separate kind of openings that you see along the side. And in this kind of large room, you feel this cold air about you. And it's kind of like a, Maybe there's like moisture, water nearby, you're thinking. And you can see this very decorative type of pottery that's painted the same kind of fluorescent neon colors that you saw in the opening of this cave. And there's just these ornate ceramics, pottery, different sorts of murals along this wall. This seems to be like the main kind of or from like what you know about temples and stuff and, and tombs, they would they would use certain areas to kind of display treasures, display different kinds of pottery and, and creations. And this seems to be like the, the treasure room of sorts. This is where you see all of these beautiful ornaments, these beautiful creations of different, you know, probably groups of indigenous people that you're not really sure of at all. But this is where all of these magnificent creations are. And Abraham is just taking it all in. He's actually snapping photos with uh, disposable cameras. And you'll see that he'll fill up a camera basically right away, toss it into the rucksack and grab another one. This is amazing. Jesus. Does he normally do this on missions? He does. He fancies himself as somewhat of of a photographer. I mean, he considers it doing his his legwork for the mission is, of course, documenting everything. But he gets a weird photographer thrill out of it. So you'll see he's really just getting up into these different pieces of pottery and stuff and just taking a, a bunch of pictures, taking pictures of the mural, t- 
taking pictures of the layout of this place. I'm not excited by that. Just because of the severity of the mission itself, it seems very inappropriate for him to be doing that. But at the same time, like, I totally understand it because this is an aspect of the job that kind of appeals to me. I'm seeing something new. This is, who knows if I'll ever see something like this again, probably in this line of work, but you never know. So Lee's looking on a bit disapprovingly, but not saying anything as he turns to look at Tombs. Maybe like, because again, he doesn't know what's going on with the GPS thing. So he's just kind of looking for a suggestion or like, I got nothing sort of look. Abraham will stop taking pictures and kind of look at you for a second. And you, you get the sense that he maybe reads your concern or disapproval, maybe just concern with what he's doing. And he, he stops for a second. He goes, what? We're going to blow this place up. I can't take a few pictures. If I didn't want you to take pictures, I would have said something. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. You, you just got that look about you. I can, I can see you got that look. Tim, isn't it? And you'll see he, he'll, he'll punch Tombs in the arm in kind of like a joking way. And Tombs will kind of just like shrug it off in like a annoyed, but not overly agitated way. He'll kind of just pull his arm back and kind of shrug away from him. Gotcha. So it's Abraham's attempt at trying to, what's the, what's the term I'm looking for? He's trying to lighten the, the mood Thank between you. them, but it doesn't look like Tombs is being too receptive to it. Do what you need to do, Abraham. We, we got to focus on the mission. We don't know how much more time left we have in here to do what we need to do. Tombs, any word on your gadget? It says we can go lower. Reading the density below us, it's, it's hollowed out. We can go lower. Let's just keep trying to go lower. And all of a sudden you hear this sound. It sounds like movement. It sounds like something breaking. And it comes from one of the hallways, one of the corridors in the side of the room. The one that you facing straight can see it's the, the left-hand corridor. And everybody just freezes. And you, you see the, the looks on everybody's faces. It's just this look of fear and readiness. What was that? I don't know, but pull back to the hallway. And, and with that, like Jar- Lee will have his gun at the ready and be ushering them back to the, the steps that we came down, just so it's limited movement for whatever the hell this is. So you pull back into the, the opening before where you just stepped from, where the stairs just ended. And you kind of, you feel yourself kind of cram into that narrow, tight hallway again. And Abraham begins to ready his weapon. He had it strapped behind his back and he starts to pull it to the, to the ready. And you'll see Tombs is doing the same. He's, he's getting a gun ready. Everybody's trying to be as quiet as they possibly can. And you hear, other than the sounds of your men readying their weapons, you hear just the silence of the cave. And we'll we'll be in position for maybe a minute, but it feels like an eternity. And during all of that, Lee's kind of kicking himself because he's like, oh, why'd I have us move back? We need to keep moving forward. And when when nothing seems to come of it, he kind of puts up his his hand and signals to the right side corridor. And, and starts walking forward, trying to be quiet. 
whatever this was, like he's thankful for it in a way because it's got the two of them focused on what we need to do versus the continual bickering. So he starts heading towards that right-hand corridor. You hear this movement again. It sounds like some type of running and you hear it's getting closer, closer. And then you start to hear this primeval growling sound. It sounds mammalian, but it sounds kind of like an animal, kind of like a human. It's not like a wolf or like a tiger or anything like that. It's not like one of the big creatures that you know could possibly be in this in this cave. You you know that's not the sound of a puma makes or anything like that. So it's it's alarming to you. And it has this somewhat human-like growl about it. And you can just hear the running. You can hear the sound of it just pounding against the ground as it becomes closer and closer, this snarling growl. Abraham, who's usually loud, who's usually vocalizing everything, you can see his eyes are staring forward sharp and he has the gun pointed, ready to fire at a second's notice. You can see that he's in a zone right now. Tombs is, is the same. They have this dedicated look on their faces. Like they can't be distracted by anything else except for the threat at hand. And you hear this sound just coming closer and closer through the hallway. Is this as we're moving to that right-hand corridor? So you're moving towards the corridor and you can hear this sound coming closer to you from the opposite end of this corridor. And the men have stopped and they're just standing with guns ready right before the beginning of this corridor. They're like aiming down into it, basically. And you can see that it's not a straight shot. It's this winding bend. So aiming down, you can see that it's about maybe six, seven feet before it just bends off completely. So you're just hearing this sound just get closer and closer, this warble, this screech. And you're hearing just this just loud running as it gets closer and closer. And you see the men's eyes. They have this look of uncertainty, this look that only men in combat get. They're ready for something to happen that could be the end for them. And you can just see that seriousness. You see that you see them go through that in their head, basically, because you're familiar with this too. And you, you know that a fight is about to ensue with whatever comes through the end of this hallway. Okay, that's what I was kind of curious, because the, the hope was to move to that right-hand corridor and just kind of keep going, but clearly it's alerted to our presence. And, you know, I kind of realized that, and they're being hesitant to move on. Uh, just that gut instinct that, you know, hey, there's if we run, it's going to kill us. So we have to stand here and fight, which is, on one hand, like, obnoxious, because it's like, us shooting guns will alert more shit to us. And he doesn't want that. But at the same time, that's better than dying in just a second. So he he kind of makes sure that they're set up in a way. And with something kind of towards our back, we'll make sure to shoot into as like, as soon as that thing comes, makes that turn in that left-hand corridor and starts moving towards us, just being ready to unleash a ton of bullets into it. Excellent. And what is your decks my score is 10 the times five is 50 percent okay so 
you, you guys are hearing the sounds get closer and closer and closer until it finally just peeks around this corner and you get the first glimpse of it. And it's like this caveman looking primate. It seems to be on this weird cusp between humanity and animal and it's covered in hair. It's about the size of a person, maybe a little bit bigger. Once you see it, it's quite a bit bigger. It's not five or six feet like you thought. The legs are kind of arched. You get the idea that if it completely stood itself up, it'd be a little over eight feet. This is just like the one second view of it you get before chaos just ensues and this firefight begins. So order of combat is going to be Abraham, the creature, you, and then Tombs. So Abraham is going to go ahead and fire his assault rifle directly at this thing that just poked its head out of the corner. All the while, this thing is screaming, this inhumane, well, it's starting to seem very human as you see it. This creature is bipedal. It has arms and legs like a, like a human does. It stands upright. You can see that it has five fingers like a man. Looking down at its feet, you see that it's got these three clawed, like talons almost. And this is the point where Lee really appreciates Abraham's jumpiness, like his his nervous tics before. This is why he was comfortable and totally okay. And it never really makes him that nervous because he knows it's just Abraham's way of being prepared. Well, before you go appreciating him, he actually failed his firearms roll. Abraham kind of sprays the wall with the assault rifle and you can see it just the the holes that this thing is making in the cave walls directly above the head of this creature and this creature begins to pull itself around the the corner of this of this hallway and it's the creature's turn it's just going to try to move its distance forward to just get closer and you see as Abraham's bullets just completely miss target and it just pulls up to now it's about 15 feet away from you guys and you see it in full view now it's covered in this orange fur the face is somewhat like a orangutan the the head however is completely bald and you see the the legs are these skinny almost chicken like legs that are just very long it could give this maybe eight or 10 feet in height if it was fully extended. And you know that these are the legs that it's using to move with this insane speed through the tunnel. You can see that it has these three pronged feet, like talons almost, and it's just clawing its way closer to you guys. It stops about halfway in the tunnel and Abraham falls on his back, seeing that his shot missed. Okay, so next is your turn. All right, so the weapon that I had out was the M16, and only uh, cursorily paying attention to what Abraham just did. Like, I realized that he fell on his back. Where the hell is the uh, bomb on his back? So, like, I'm kind of annoyed, but I'm trying to um, put that into the back of my mind as I just attempt to relax and shoot this thing and try to kill it in one shot. We'll see if that happens. 
Well, remind me in this system, lowering rolling really low is good because I just got a three out of sixty. Oh, so you definitely hit then. Yeah, rolling low is good. Uh, the way to crit is by getting double numbers. So if you got like thirty-three, that would be the crit. But as far as hitting, yes, you definitely hit. Um, so the damage for that one looks like it's a D twelve. Yeah. And then this particular weapon has a lethality percentage. What does that do in this system? I rolled six on damage. What is the lethality of that one again? It's 10%. Okay, so roll a D100. If you get under 10, if you get 10 or under, you outright kill because of the lethality of it. Not quite. I got 25 out of 10. So it's not just dead. Dang it. So your assault rifle you land this amazing hit and you just pelt the chest of this creature with six, seven, eight, just full burst of automatic gunfire. And you're just hearing just these thumps as it just penetrates. And the creature is just taken back and it just, it falls down to one knee and you see it's still trying to fight its way on, but it's severely hurt by what you just did. You get this sense of relief that bullets work and you suddenly feel power again. It's that that unknown of there's this really weird thing. It's not human. It's not really animal, but I can take it down. Yes. And with Tombs being the next person, I'm like, I know. I know Tombs has this thing. He's going to kill it. So as Tombs begins to line his shot up, you see Abraham is starting to scoot himself back to try to stand himself back up again. Like he fell down on his back and seeing that he's now like eye level with this creature who just got pelted with bullets. He's trying to scoot himself back enough to where he can stand up again and rejoin the situation. And Tombs is going to go ahead and uh, make his shot right now. You can see that he's kind of leaning out of the corner with his rifle aimed, looking very focused, looking almost undistracted by your shot. Like he was going to do what he was going to do regardless of if you hit or not. And now it's just ready to happen. So, and he just missed it. So you see, he kind of lets out these, it looked like carefully planned shots, but it just kind of clumsily misses its mark. Maybe he didn't anticipate that the creature would be downed before he was going to make his shot, but his bullets just ricochet on the, the back wall of where this creature has just stepped forward. So if you imagine there's this bending hallway, this creature just stepped through the bend, almost halfway through the other end of the hallway to where he can just come out into the room. And he's just been immobilized in the center of this hallway. The bullets that Tombs just shot just ricocheted right on the back wall corner of of this area, right above. So he just missed the mark completely. Okay. And then Abraham, now down on one knee, not fully having got himself back up, is going to take another shot with his assault rifle. Okay, so with a 1 on his firearms roll and an 11 on his damage roll, Abraham, from this crouched position, takes aim and just fires out this burst of shots 
that just tear through the creature's flesh. His shots hit almost in the same spot that your shots hit. And it just uses that wound that was already created to just tear through this creature's flesh. And he actually separates the the right limb from this creature almost by way of neck and shoulder. And you just see the green blood just spray the side of the wall as this creature just falls back completely dead. Abraham begins to try to stand himself back up. (sighs) (sighs) Lee will, I'll grab Abraham's free arm as he's like trying to get up and hoist him up. Let's get moving, boys. You all look at each other. The green spray from this creature's blood has actually managed to get on your faces a little bit. Even though you're a ways away, just the severity of this blast and the the havoc it wreaked on this creature, you see that you have these splatters of, of green on you now. And it's not an issue? Like it doesn't itch, doesn't burn? No, it nothing adverse is happening from this. You're not sure you'd notice anyways because of the excitement, but there's no, it's not acid. It's not causing any kind of reaction or anything like that. But you hear the the quiet of the cave again as this creature has been put to rest. And you still somewhat are hearing the echoes of this bullets as it just rings throughout this immense cavern. Oh yeah. And then as the, as the, echoes die out it's just that overwhelming power of silence again and it's to the point where like i can hear my own blood rushing through my ears and in a way that almost just makes me more agitated but like i try to calm down and put on the at least the facade of being calm to get the other two to not freak out about what's happening all right let's we all okay Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You see Abraham, he's trying to stand himself up, dust himself off. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. You see that shot, boss? I did. Good job. And as you try to gain your bearings again, can I get a sanity roll from you? As you start to look at this creature on the ground, something unlike anything you've ever seen before, and you start to think about what is your role in all of this, I got 17 out of 60. You're able to compartmentalize that. You're able to rationalize that. And in a weird way, as unnatural as it is, it makes sense to you. The aliens want us to kill the other aliens. Simple as that. Oh, absolutely. And it's there's that moment of curiosity to see what it is, but then just the, all right, back to the mission. And I'll look over at Tombs. Tombs looks as cold as ever. Can I get a human troll? 73 out of 50. So yeah, Tombs looks like he has looked basically through this whole thing. That same cold face, that same just not really talking. And you see Abraham is trying to center himself. He's kind of talking to himself a little bit. Okay, you're okay. Okay, you're okay. Trying to talk himself down off the ledge, kind of get himself ready to move on get himself to the point where he's not going to have a nervous episode. You're able to see that he's not coping with this as easily as you are, but you're hoping that it's not going to be an issue for the two of you or the three of you rather. You see that shot boss? It did. Good job. You, you going to be okay? I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. 
fucking pissed. I I missed him first time around. Hey, but so did you, huh, Iceman? And he'll just look at Tombs, and, and Tombs will kind of just look back, and he doesn't smile. He doesn't acknowledge anything. He just looks back at the two of you and then looks down at the device again. Come on, let's keep going. And with that scene that Abraham has kind of collected himself, instead of going down that right-hand hallway, we'll go down the, the center one, so the one, um, the corridor opposite of the stairs that we came down. And I'll be taking point again. Perfect. So you get into formation, and you begin to trek down the center of this room. So you guys begin to walk through the center of this large oval room towards where you can see that dark opening of that doorway entrance. And the light is bouncing off of these walls. And this is a much more open space than the area behind you. And you can still see the um, this ornate murals along the wall. It depicts creatures like the one that you saw outside. It depicts creatures like the thing that you just dealt with and these fluorescent almost trippy colors and looking at it gives you this weird feeling this weird alienness it's nothing of human civilization this is not of mankind you're starting to realize this this is just different than human art this is just different than human creation the these things inside this temple they must have been made by that thing that we just saw in the hallway and how many more are there? You're starting to think about all these things, all these possibilities, but you know, you can't focus too much on them because you have to stick to the matter at hand if you want to make it out. And before long, you get to this doorway and without going through just by being close to it, you can see through to the other side and it's another big room, though slightly smaller than this oval room. And you can see at the very end of it is a, a staircase that descends down. And inside of this room that you see before you, you can see these clusters of glowing crystals all along the walls. Blue, red, yellow. They shine and, and glisten when the light reflects against them. The, the type of red that it is, it's like this bright, bright ruby red, and it's like it's glowing. And the blue is similarly bright, similarly glowing. The yellow is this very deep, almost gold color, and it's just kind of illuminating the room when the, when the light hits it. And you really do get this sense of wonder and this sense of strangeness as you, as you observe it. Toombs seems to think that this is the right way. He kind of will start to walk past you if you stop. I'll be a little bit hesitant to walk in, but not given any real cues as, hey, something's coming to interrupt us. I'll, it's just a brief pause and then a continuing moving. And, and the crystals, based off of how I'm seeing them, they unintentionally make me think of my little girl. Like this is something that she would really enjoy that she would find beautiful and she would find fascinating. And it's just that a little bit of a break in his, he wasn't prepared to be reminded of his family when he came down here in any way. So that might've also contributed to the pause a little bit. 
And then he tries to shake it from his mind and continue on. We need to go lower. So if this is the right way, he'll, he'll step full on into the middle of the room. Let me take some pictures really quick. And you'll see Abraham, he's starting to dig the camera out. And he's just snapping pictures really quickly. He knows he can't spend too much time in here, but he's just taking the disposable camera. And you'll just keep seeing that flash as he just snaps another picture, another picture, another picture. And he's getting closer and closer to these crystal structures that are along the walls. And Toombs is standing in the center holding the GPS device, just kind of observing as Abraham is getting more wrapped up in taking these pictures. And Toombs will say, don't, don't stand so close. Don't stand so close. Come on. That's enough. That's enough. And Come on, Abraham. Abraham will reel it in, put the camera away. And giving one last look, almost longingly, he begins to follow the group. Lee actually really, in the previous room, he didn't understand the obsession as much. But with the crystals, it was just in this, in subconsciously in the back of his mind, he's already thinking like, I'm going to have to ask for some of those pictures. Were there any other corridors in this room or is it just kind of, it opens up and then there's just the stairwell on the opposite side? So it's just a room with a stairwell. There's no other doors or openings that you can see at all. And this room is not a, not a rounded room like the other one was. This one is very square and you can see that it's a big room as well. You're starting to try to imagine the dimensions from the outside. And you're starting to think that the lower you go, the bigger this thing is. Like it's, it's not this, it doesn't seem to be the size it looked like from the outside, but you're aware that you are underground now. So there's no way to really know the complexity or vastness of this place, but you're starting to wonder now, what if this thing goes on forever? Oh, and I am concerned about that as I'm looking at this room and realizing, oh, wow, this is actually a decent sized room. It it crosses his mind that if this was made by aliens, by the greys of some sort, then it literally could go on for miles and it could be miles in between going down again. And so that's that's definitely cause for concern for him as he's trying to track where we are in the temple. But then he'll just, he'll go down those next set of stairs, one step in front of the other. And you guys begin to descend the stairs. And there's this feeling among you that it's all going to be weird. So the quicker we get to the bottom, the quicker we progress, the quicker we can get out of here. This fascination that was kind of had before is starting to wear away as you guys start to just try to progress further into this temple. And so you start to make your way down the stairs and you're noticing again, this is another long stairway that just goes down, just like the one that brought you into this place. Just like as before you saw the the daylight kind of fading as you went down, 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 lower and lower, you feel yourself being separated even more from life as you knew it as you begin to descend this long staircase and minutes pass as you as you descend. What's going on in your mind right now? There might be, there's definitely 
moments of reflection as what just happened. Like he tried to put it out of his brain earlier, shooting the the creature, but it's it's sneaking back into his mind, especially since we're just continuing to descend. And there's not there might be murals along the side going down, but that that strangeness, that wonderment that comes with that is it's starting to become normal. Because, hey, that's what this place is. And it's just so much information that he kind of starts to tune it out and is thinking about what, what's happening and what he's doing. And he's having a hard time being in the moment again because it's a lot of information to process. And he's unintentionally trying to process it at the moment as he's doing this. And he doesn't want to. He just wants to be in the moment. So there's this bit of an internal struggle. And so you continue to make your descent down and down. And it seems like it's getting darker somehow. It's like the light is just working less and less. And you're starting to feel this heat, whereas before you felt this coolness, like a like of water nearby or something. You're starting to just feel this, this heat that just grows in intensity the further down you go. And it's jarring, starting to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. And this walk is taking a long time. It's now been 10 minutes and you're still descending these staircase. All you can see ahead of you is stairs going down and all you can see behind you, stairs. You're at the point now where you can no longer see where the stairs began and you feel trapped in a maze. You take a moment to stop to try to center yourself and you begin looking at the sides of the walls, these different types of carvings, these different glyphs. Everybody stops to take a break for a second and the guys start arguing again over something petty and you're just taking a second to look at the glyphs and you just hear them behind you arguing that incessant just chatter in your ear as Abraham just berates tombs and tombs just coldly corrects whatever he says and it's just going back and forth and back and forth and you're looking at the at the painting of this face, this maddened face. It looks like the drawing of an insane person. You just see this human-like face, its eyes mad, its eyes worried and insane. And go ahead and give me a sanity roll. 26 out of 60. Okay, so you take one loss, you take one point sanity loss, and... As you turn to face the two of them arguing, you get hit with this wave of like a psychic force is just bludgeoning you and you are unable to comprehend the language that the two men are speaking now. You just see them just arguing, but it's just completely foreign to you. It's like just the words are just mumbled. They're just tongues. They're just, it doesn't make any sense. And you're just watching this argument just escalate and progress. And you can't hear the words that they're saying to each other. And you're starting to feel insanely worried right now. Like you're losing your grip of reality in this place. Why can't you hear them the way that they are? It's starting to really bug you. And you're seeing this argument just escalate to where Abraham just pushes tombs and they're starting to get physical. And with that. I will kind of try to put myself in between the two of them and separate them and and try to talk, uh, but almost more to myself in the, hey, get a grip. 
You guys need to stop that. We're in the middle of a mission. You, you cannot be like this. And as the words come out, they're just not your words. They're just this strange, just jumbled, incoherent, just like you're hearing from the men. Just speech as you know it is not working down here. You try to, you try to figure it out. You try to, to speak again, to say the correct thing, and it just doesn't work. Just the whatever is making this happen in your brain. And you start to feel this panic like you're being held underwater, just not being able to talk. you just being stripped of communication in this way. You start to feel trapped. And instead of having like the open hands on them to push them away, it's, it slowly turns to actually grabbing their, their shirts or their uh, straps on their backpack and just kind of like unintentionally bringing them in closer as, as I start to lose it a little bit. It's like the, the concentration is just, it's too difficult. It's like when you're, um, when you're talking and recording yourself and you have, you're hearing yourself talk at the same time, it, it's that kind of disorienting, can't really quite focus. And it's, it's bringing their attention to me at the same time as I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So you start to feel that it's like where you can't even, because that's happening, it's like, you can't even really think, you know, and you're standing in between these men and Abraham is just going crazy. He's yelling at Tombs. Tombs is standing behind you and he's, he's pointing and he's being very, you know, in Abraham's face, but not physical at this point. And mind you, you guys are in this very, very tight hallway, this very tight staircase. And you still can't hear what's being said, but Abraham is getting more and more aggravated. And all of a sudden he just starts swinging like around you to punch tombs. And it's just this full on assault on tombs and you're stuck in the way. And he's hitting you because he's just so madly violent right now that he's just, just doing anything to just strike at tombs, just so angry. And as this brawl begins to happen. You feel the unintentional punches of Abraham just over and over again as he tries to reach around you to grab tombs, tombs reaching around you to try to grab Abraham. And you begin to fall down the stairs, the group of you tangled up in each other. You begin rolling down these stairs. And it's so painful, this tangled mess of just punches and rolling down this just hard stone steps. And it goes on for a while, too, because you see this staircase was no end in sight. And you're just falling down these endless stairs now. All the while, the violence is starting to stop. It just starts to begin about it. It begins becoming more about trying to stop this from happening. And the three of you begin unintentionally working together again to try to stop this snowball, this cannonball rolling down the stairs right now. And everybody's putting their hands out to the side to try to stop themselves on the wall. And after a while, you all find yourselves at the, the end of this staircase. Why don't you take a look through our growing catalog of one-shot scenarios to find out about Chronicles of Darkness, Delta Green, Call of Cthulhu, 13th Age, Eclipse Phase, Rogue Trader, Slasher Flick and probably even more. <laughs>